episode of the men of the machine and we got some cool stuff to talk about today it's going to be a little different than usual but before i explain all that of course i am your co one of the co-hosts kevin i am pat (laughs) the other co-host you're not just pat I mean, I'm both of those things. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Anyways, uh, yeah, is, and we're back is for... Is Doom a... not both Dr. Doom, <laughs> a man of science, medical science, and also Doom? Is he not both those things, Kevin? No, he's one, or uh, actually, Doom's not one I can really argue that. He is exactly. both, but not the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're back for another one, and today we're going to be a little different than the last few episodes. We, well, we've only put out four, but anyways, the last few we've done where we've had a specific topic today we created i mean i started this absurd list when we brought up the idea of a podcast and it ran that day i was what like two hours i was texting you like hey i didn't know the thing hey i didn't know the thing yeah the Um, the, yeah the google keep (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so that things to talk about is what it's titled is super long so every now and again we'll do an episode where we just kind of pick things off of it or stuff that's going on this week as you'll find out in a minute and roll with it as well the uh opening intro has changed every time we haven't had a consistent (laughs) one and i actually kind of like that but we are i sent a bunch of tracks over um to philip who's the guy who edits who who edits who edits all of our podcasts he was also on that one there we did 2016 review and i think we're gonna stick with those 8-bit tracks i don't know if you listen to the one we just put up but it's these cool there's six different ones so philip will probably interchange them out and get used to hearing that um as well plus while we're getting our bearings under us the different tracks we have different recording software phil's actually like consistently editing it for us which is awesome we're also adding another uh section or chamber as kevin smith would call it from education or whatever to the podcast and we'll explain that later when we get to it so we'll have the normal talking this new one and then the who would win in a fight which i built a monster list for that so (laughs) we'll jump right into it um i've done most of the talking but let me get one last thing out the way while we start it patrick would love to talk about the okada versus omega uh wrestling match that happened two days ago it was uh january 4th every year uh new japan pro wrestling does a show uh it's basically known as the tokyo dome show but it's been called for at least the last like 11 years uh wrestle kingdom and this one the main event was kenny omega versus uh i can't pronounce his first name uh okada (laughs) it starts with a k i'll call him kaz because kz is how it starts kaz okada let's go with that uh but um for me Hold on, before you get into it. So, it was five days ago, and uh, I dragged my feet watching it. I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I am getting back into it. I've got the WWE Network loaded up on my Xbox so I can start watching it. And um, a bunch of guys at work watch it as well, so it'll be nice to talk about it here, talk about it with them, and hopefully get a lot better at it. But I watched this one laying in bed last night, and it, for, like, my first actual match watching, not, like, the little shit that goes on and all the promos and talking whatever that was it was insanely like technically impressive for what i don't know of wrestling like so i was talking to my friend at work jeff and he doesn't really watch the japanese stuff much at all because he his exact words were it's um uh, all show no sale so like for and I after watching it I'm gonna defend I'm assuming because after looking at your face right there with all the what <laughs> no, like thing but um, watching it last night I kind of disagree with him but one thing I didn't like about watching Japanese stuff is the crowd is 
silent. <laughs> it's so quiet. <laughs> what thing is like I it's something you have to get used to, definitely. Cause I mean they're not quiet. I mean they, they obviously like when they do like because when they pop, they pop hard. Just a matter of because it's like this thing I saw once where um in Japan wrestling is sports. In Mexico, Mex wrestling is religion. In America, wrestling is a joke. And that pisses me off. <laughs> But that, that's that, a pretty, but that show... like makes sense from a non-wrestling fan. Like that saying makes sense. <clears throat> but I'm saying, like in Japan, like they're watching it as like an actual like sport, and like when people are watching like the Packers, and like people are constantly like ah, like, like big plays yeah. and shit. Yeah, like like when they do like the big spots, yeah, everybody comes alive. But like when it's just kind of the, the rest of it, just like, kind of just getting the match, like just basically enjoying what they're watching. So it's yeah. like I don't. You definitely be used to it, but I don't. I don't dislike it. It's just it's. I imagine it's weirder to be a wrestler and have it happen than it is to be like. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, uh, you've shown me a few WWE things, and obviously over here the crowd is absolutely insane, freaking out, signs everywhere, yelling, and it, it's awesome. But over there, when I uh, when I watch it, everyone's just sitting in their seat, like, okay, well, this is crazy. And he said it's all show no sale. He meant he meant like um. Uh, obviously, our like American wrestlers go over the top with like uh, emotion and pain and like excitement. Like they're just through the roof. And he said that he doesn't get that at all in Japan. Which, after watching that, I completely disagree. I if they weren't actually dying inside, <laughs> they definitely made it seem like they were. Like there's this one part. Well, there's a ton of insane stunts, but there's this one part that was kind of late, or was it? Or, it was so anyways omegas um just got some i don't know moves name so i don't know he just got thrown onto the mat really hard and he's sitting there like sitting up uh, legs out in front of him and he's kind of like dazed a little bit and okada runs off the ropes and freaking drop kicks him in the side of the head at full sprint i don't know how you fake that but his head went flying and he slid out under the thing instantly and i was like i'm pretty sure he died I, if, if he didn't have if he didn't have a brain aneurysm right then, then this is really good acting. What's the thing is in Japan, there's this thing. It basically it's called strong style, which it, it doesn't not exist in America, but it's much rarer in America. Where basically like you, it's not that you're like fighting for real, but like mm -hmm. it's definitely way closer to like it's like you're you definitely things they land more things than they do here. Like it's like sometimes you have guys who work strong style here, and you can tell because um, here mostly it's like working stiff but like in Japan it's kind of part of the thing and like because Justin and I watched the whole show and there was something she was like Jesus Christ and like it's strong as hell motherfucker like <laughs> yeah. well, there's another part like uh, when they're the, the obvious fakest part of, of wrestling is when they either throw the knees or the punches or the kicks you're like okay that's but he um, Omega to Okada I think it was uh, he's hitting him with the knee like three times and then he does this like crazy jump knee to his face it's like okay yep. the ones to his chest were fake but no he went straight to the jaw and took that guy out and I it was the first like this match I can understand so you texted me the day the night I was already like in bed so I think I only sent one response but you texted me that night like this was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in wrestling and I was like okay yeah whatever Patrick and I, I after you sent that to me I looked it up online everyone on the internet was going absolutely insane for this match this was the first actual like professional wrestling thing that took me out of the fact that it's obviously fake 
I was like, no, no, no. These guys are actually fighting right now. They're throwing each other off the off the ropes nonstop. They're I didn't. I never. What did he do with the table? I already forgot the table bit. But well, the, I mean, that's like the, the the table spot. It's like in the end, it really doesn't even. The table spot. It's not like your typical like you wouldn't think it'd be as big of a thing. The thing is, when when you do a match with so few like high spots, like every high spot matters. Which that's the thing is like the, the table spot isn't that big of a spot. It's just it just means a guy going through a table, but like because they built <laughs> they to it do so it well. Time. Well, they built to it so well, and also they don't really do it in Japan that much. That's the whole thing. Because basically, I'll kind of go backtrack. Like, Kenny Omega is part of Bullet Club, and Bullet Club, which is one of my favorite things ever, um, is basically they took uh, basically a bunch of American dudes. Well, actually, when it started out, it was just foreigners. It was um, Carl Anderson, uh, Tama Tonga, Bad Luck Fale, and Prince Devitt, now in WWE is Finn Balor who started basically in real life we're all like really good friends and hung out together and they were the gaijin like they were the the foreigners in japan working in new japan and they just kind of gravitated to, to each other became really good friends became a really tight unit and so that's kind of how bullet club started and bullet club was basically like taking like the nwo taking like dx like taking all these kind of like factions and kind of doing them in, in just kind of moving it to japan where it doesn't exist like that's the thing is like People don't really, if you're watching like Bullet Club just as an American fan, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. It's just kind of amusing. But like people were legitimately like almost fucking like rioting. It takes a lot for a Japanese band to riot, but like they were legitimately almost rioting at a lot of the shit they were doing, like the ref bumps, like the fucking like outside interference and all that stuff. That doesn't happen in Japanese wrestling. We're treated like an actual sport. And so, yeah, so like that match, it's like kind of going back to what wrestling used to be in a lot of ways because as i said it's like when you don't do the many high spots or big spots in general everyone matters and that thing is like that match when they do the like the big spots like when he does like the like the moonsault out into the crowd and like they do like the jumping the into, into like the basically the first row and all that shit it's like it's it's kind of it's telling the story really brilliantly because basically the whole story of the match that i thought was amazing was Literally for a calendar year, because last year at Wrestle Kingdom, um, Kenny Omega basically, who actually you know the day after, but he um, essentially kicked uh, AJ Styles out of Bullet Club because um, he was going to WWE. But in storyline, kicked him out of Bullet Club, took over leadership. Um, ended up that like from there, he ended up like basically he won, he won the Intercontinental Title there, which is a really big deal there. Um, ended up winning, became the first ever North American to win in uh, the G1 Climax tournament that they had they've been having for longer than I have been alive. Um, the first one into that guaranteed title shot at Wrestle Kingdom, which he did then had, and it's like the whole thing is the, that the story of that match. Where I mean, this whole because I mean, Akata has been champion for a really long time. I can't remember the exact number, but it's been a really long time. And it's genuinely like I, I was really thinking and hoping that it was going to be Omega's night. And then when it didn't happen, I was really upset. And then like when I found out his – because his tweet later, he was just like that he's basically stepping away from New Japan for a hot minute to assess all options, which could mean he's going to WWE or it could literally just mean that basically he's going to – the one thing I said after that match was I was like, how do you keep him as a heel after that? Because in Japan, kind of the most revered thing in the world is fighting spirit. And he was the dude who 
not even like there was literally no cheating in that match like it was literally that was straight up and down like that was called down the middle like the young bucks didn't do anything like it was literally it was straight up and down i was like after that match how do you make him a bad guy because you he just basically killed himself tried to kill okada to get that goddamn title and to show how much he wanted it and i mean i don't know how you can make him heal so that's why i was like i think he might honestly stay with new japan and then just come back as a huge baby face sometime in the near future like because i don't know like i i don't i'm not saying that we isn't an option because obviously it is but like i feel like he knows that there he has now made himself into essentially like one of the top four in that company i don't see him slipping away but yeah like that match was incredible like literally it was the only match i think ever where immediately after that after it was over I literally couldn't think of anything else I wanted to watch. I literally just wanted to watch it again. And like, I was, I was thinking of other things like wrestling related. I was thinking of movies. Like I was just like TV, everything else. Like I had in front of me things that I love. I was just like, I just, I don't want to watch it more than I want to watch that. I just, I don't like, I want to, I want to watch Omega Okada again. Like the kind of the thing that got the most press was the fact that it was the first ever match to get six star rating from Dave Meltzer. Cause for again, longer than I've been alive, he's been uh, rating matches zero to five stars. And like, there's a handful of five star matches, like maybe like at most, like a couple a year, get it. And he referred to it as maybe the greatest match he's ever seen and award it six stars. And I was like, I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely <laughs> think that they set the bar incredibly high. Like I, like I tweeted after I was done, I was just like, so we're we just gonna declare that the match of the year now or are we gonna be polite and wait 11 months? Because nothing is yeah. gonna top that. Yeah, and it freaking lasted like fifty-two minutes or something like that. The video was it was like fifty-one minutes of actual wrestling. The it was yep. like fifty-six minute long video. Oh my! And I don't the endurance. <laughs> like no shit. there was not there was a there was a few like one minute lull where they do the cell laying on the mat like grabbing their head or whatever, but mm-hmm. not enough to actually get your breath back. Like yeah. they were, oh my. So again. If you don't watch wrestling at all, and you even if you don't like wrestling and you don't want to watch it in the future, just kind of YouTube that match and, like, skip around a little bit and just watch what these guys do to each other for the sake of uh, entertainment, I guess. I don't know. It was absurd, and I really enjoyed it. But, okay, so how do you want to start this list? We can either... We'll go, we'll go back and forth on each other. Uh, yeah, go back and forth all over each other. You want to go first? Huh? I, I can mean- take it. You pick whichever one you want, dude. I don't care. No, I want you. I want you to go first. That's I want to really fear weird. You going right now? That's really you're making it horrible. Just um, let me. Just let me have this. Just let me have this. <laughs> I, mean, what, I mean, we still haven't talked about Comic Con. I mean, we can talk about music. Um, I, I mean, want to do an entire episode about Comic Con, so we'll, we're going to okay. save that some bitch. But yeah, we could definitely talk about music. Um, we can talk about a few superheroes. So I'll I'll start it off really quick by just saying that we definitely. I actually got into a really big argument at work with a guy that reminded me of you. We definitely have very different music tastes and are very passionate no no okay so i'm not saying you only like punk music and fuck everyone else no i'm not saying that you love a lot of different music that makes no sense but you don't necessarily love the whole genre you like like so for example i i know you like hip-hop i know you like rap but it's it's like the ones you really know like wu-tang and tupac and biggie or whatever i know wu-tang's your big one i don't know what the other ones are and then it's like you don't necessarily go into that genre for more music you just know the stuff you really like and if someone introduces it you're like okay i'll give it a shot but again it's not like your go-to whereas 
with me, I'm uh, I just get excited by what other people like. So when you introduced me to music, there's only been a few things that I was like, no, like, yeah, anyone's like, hey, check out this country song. And I'm like, eh, all right, oh, I love it because you love it. Or it's like, like I don't know, I just kind of I, I feed off of other people. So the the argument at work that started was I fucking loathe Green Day, and I we've talked about it a thousand times. I know, I know, I know, I know. We talked about it a thousand times at Healthy Living. You are just the biggest lover of punk music I've ever met, and they're not punk to me. And I'm sorry, you can defend them to the end of the earth, but I just can't stand them. I don't know. For me, like the thing about Green Day is like a lot of people have made the argument that they're not punk, and I mean. I'm not saying that they're like punk as fuck or anything, but like <laughs> the fact that they literally, like they were, they, they, I mean, they're the biggest punk band ever. And like the fact that like they managed to yeah. stay true to themselves after all that time. Like, I mean, granted, even when they're doing stuff that isn't at all really like reminiscent of what you think of when you think of punk, like some of it's good, some of it's bad. Yeah, they're pop but, like, punk now. Well, even then, but I'm saying, like, I mean, if you listen to, like, 21st Century Breakdown and, like, uh, American Idiot, where there's, like, 21 guns, and, like, stuff that's not really, like, that, what you'd consider punk necessarily, like, it, the fact that they're doing it and they don't give a fuck whether or not you like it, that, to me, is even more punk than anything that, I mean, they're doing, like, The Exploited, where it's, or, like, Exploited, or, like, I mean, pick a street punk band, like, there's, like, these, like, like I mean, Christ, when I saw Token Victim, like, the most obscure fucking punk bands in New York, um, like, the fact that Green Day is one of the biggest bands of all time and they're still just playing whatever the fuck they feel like whether it be super aggressive or whether it be like super melodic like they do what they want to do and that to me is like pretty much the definition of punk. That's what they what the want shit and i don't like it yeah and the clash i didn't realize like there was uh rock the casbah i never realized was freaking the clash because to me clash is like i fought the law and london calling and shit and that's a very specific sound that i had in my head and even though rock the casbah is kind of like it, i had no i had no idea they did other other types of music that kind of sounds kind of like douchey to say but you know what i mean what's the thing the thing with the Clash. the reason the clash has always been one of my favorite bands since i was a little kid is because they were the one. They're the first ones to be like, because if you look at like early punk bands, like it kind of could be anything. The Talking Heads and Stooges, but like nobody really branched out that much. It was always kind of like mm-hmm. Talking Heads were punk, but they were this. Like Blondie was punk, but they were this. Like The Ramones were punk, they were this. Like, but like The Clash was the one that were like, no, no, we're going to like play kind of stuff that's kind of reminiscent of like The Ramones. We're gonna play stuff that's like rockabilly. We're gonna play stuff that's like fucking reggae and ska. Like we're just gonna play whatever the hell we feel like. And if you like it, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And if it's not, we don't honestly care. <laughs> like yeah. it's like and that thing it makes like, it so hard for me to know what punk is. If everything's punk, that's then nothing's fine. punk. I don't understand it. What I'm saying, like I mean, you, I, I would honestly, you could say in a lot of ways, I would say like Tupac could be considered punk because I mean, he's literally just a guy who did not give a fuck what you thought of his music. Yeah. He was just going to tell his stories in whatever the fuck way he felt was necessary. And if you didn't like it, he really didn't give a shit. And that to me is like the definition of punk. Like yeah. you have thug life fucking tattooed across your belly, but you can like it would be punk life and it'd be just as fair yeah that's true and i guess you know no I'll, I'll talk about green day and how much i hate them all day i'm not even gonna bring up anything else we'll move on but i'm gonna over time 
as episodes move on and stuff gets boring and you just start coming up with more stuff to talk about we're gonna do lots of music lists and stuff like that because i love lists i know you've already done them on your other <laughs> podcast and i know they're all over the internet but hey if you like our voices or the way we t- say shit then cool you'll listen to our version as well but this year well i can't say this year anymore because it's 2017 now but last year 2016 <laughs> had like three of my favorite albums of all time and i discovered a new old a couple like old albums that i am slightly obsessed with now so like the old one that i'm obsessed with frank ocean's channel orange i told you to listen to that a whole bunch because every time i i don't know why i love uh comic-con i think i was i brought it up like seven times while we were in new york city i was like channel orange is great listen to it again i think it was before that i remember oh no it wasn't that it was because i remember when his last record came out we were walking around the cemetery behind the Skylerville place. Oh, and you were yeah, playing. It was, oh man, I still lived there when I was. Yes, so I've been listening. I still at work, like, because I have a bunch of hours in the morning before the store opens where I'm doing shit. So I listen to music or podcasts. I still listen to Channel Orange like on the regular. That album is so good, and his voice is so smooth. It's just <laughs> so. Oh, uh, and I actually like when he raps or does his like. Um, I don't know how would you describe his like spoken word type talky rap stuff that he does sometimes. He mostly does it when he's on Odd Future and stuff like that. But on Channel Orange, um, Thinking About You, he he does that kind of thing. And I just, it's just so good. I get lost. Like I legitimately, like that's not an album I don't pay attention to because it's just going on and I like enjoy the beat or whatever. That's like, I listen to word, every word that he says in those. I can't, ugh. But it also had Adele's 25 and I'm a freak for, well, was that technically 2015? Like the end of the year or something? Or was it beginning of 20 it doesn't matter adele <laughs> is just an angel and she's amazing and then j cole came out with his new album on december 9th and it's uh all eyes on you is what it's called right something like that i think, I think that's so. what it's called and i to this day will defend j cole as the greatest storyteller in hip-hop right now eyes for your eyes only no for for your ah, eyes there only. it is for your eyes only like yeah that's what the last or second to last song is called it's just the whole album's a story i think you haven't heard it yet because you're gonna be downloading it soon but uh you're gonna really like that and it's 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 not because his last album 2014 forest hill drive and born center had a lot of like a lot of tracks that were just i don't know what you would call the style of rapping my friend tommy just says bars like his favorite way to listen to music is just bars man i'm just looking for bars which is just rapping and and going non-stop on it whereas i prefer poetic rap i prefer hip-hop that has a story to tell and j cole's latest album from start to end is one big story and the last track is like super super intense because it's him telling a story of his buddy and stuff and i oh man i love it i love it so much Blessings. I can't really speak to that because I mean, like I was, I say I haven't listened to that because like I said I just I downloaded uh, perfectly legal oh. means. Uh, you downloaded um, the weekend's new album. Oh my yeah. god, I love the weekend. Oh, oh, I love the weekend so much. I that's another album. Your your roommate Justin actually got me really hard into the weekend two years ago, and I just can't shake it. He's another dude who he every album I listen to word for word. Like there's a lot of stuff because I'm Metallica is my favorite band of all time, and I just throw them on because it's hard metal going on in my in the back of my ears, and I'm just like yeah, enjoy the man, 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 man. I probably shouldn't do that. Kevin Smith will sue me, but I like the metal going in my hair, like the heavy drums and stuff, and I just kind of go about my thing. But like the weekend, J Cole, uh, Frank Ocean, like every word that comes out of their mouth, I'm just like you got me. Don't even you got me right here. I'm listening, baby. Don't you worry about it. 
Well, the thing you said before is like, because because my whole thing is like, there's no genre like as a whole where I'm like, yes, everything in here like I love like, it's like <laughs> even the genres that I hate like there's even like stuff that I like like I don't like country but I do like Hank Williams the first Hank Williams the third Johnny Cash like there's stuff that I like it's just a matter of like I think most of the stuff that you hear now is garbage. Oh, shit. Yo, but yeah, no, like, pop, like, arena country is just the worst thing to happen to music. But I'm saying, and even, like, but I'm saying, like, even, like, punk rock, like, not every band in punk rock do I actually like. I mean, there's some bands that I fucking loathe. It's just, like, just, yeah. like, hardcore, metal, whatever it is. Like, I mean, the, the genres I listen to predominantly, there's obviously more I like than I dislike, but, like, there's nothing yeah. genre-wise that I'm just, like, yes, everything in this is the best thing ever. Like, uh. I mean, like, I'm saying, like, hip-hop, like, it's, the reason I kind of orient myself more towards the 90s hip-hop is just like i like wu-tang i like tupac like it's like i like biggie i like like that like whatever i still also like like kendrick and now j cole oh, i love like, kendrick and like childish gambino and like stuff like that so i mean <clears throat> like it's not that i don't it's just like a lot of it bores the shit to me because like the, there, was a, there was a brief there was a, there was a brief time like little wayne like i'm using his example i don't really mean to like shit on him there was like a time like in like the I think it was like the mid two thousands where he was like basically like Kendrick is now right? like he was like making these amazing records with like this fucking just great lyrical content and then like yeah all the way up to the Carter the Carter three like the Carter three was great and then after that it was just ugh yeah pretty much as soon as he got out of jail and then like um <laughs> just, <laughs> and then it was just awful and that's what i'm saying so it's like i can't it could it was just like it's just about like partying and all this bullshit i'm like i, I just bores the shit of me like to me like yeah wherever i'm I don't, i'm not saying i don't like something like, like about like partying or whatever like, but i mean it, it has its place like i mean like i'll throw on some hair metal every once in a while like whatever like it has its place but predominantly this i do love poison actually <laughs> yeah dude because poison's great 80s hair metal is what i live for no, I mean like Poison and like Bon Jovi and like um, I, mean, I I think one of the first bands I ever liked was Motley Crue when I was like five uh, years I old. Love Motley Crue, I know, me too. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it has its place, but it's not something I listen to all the time. And like I feel like a lot of rap is mm -hmm. that, or it's like people like kind of trying to rip off other people, like. I mean, well, yeah, like the, Drake... the current generation of like trap hip hop or like the freaking auto tuned out of its mind with the heavy bass in the background, like uh, Fetty Wap and freaking Young Thug and all that stuff. It's just, it feels to me because I got into an argument with my, but I just constantly argue with people. It's what I do. <laughs> That's why I started this podcast with you. I got into an argument. It's like uh, Bryson Tiller, I think is his name, and he's this really high pitched. Um, like hip hop singer you know it's like they're all like love songs about bitches and stuff like that and and it, it's it, it's like a it's so hard to explain it's like degrading to women but at the same time it's a love song and it's overproduced and the beat is super generic and so i was telling him i didn't like this guy and he's like but his songs are good i'm like I, okay i don't hate him i'm sure he has well intentions his voice is all right whatever i hate the people who made him i hate the people who like continue this sort of trend and that's just that's just an you know turning into an old man and going oh the youths what's the thing that's why like, i let's even if i don't like i because i refuse to be like i mentioned before like my dad where it's like fucking like if it's not what you like grew up on and whatever it's like it's like it's bad I'm like i refuse to do that I'm like even like things that i don't like i'm like 
I freely admit that there are people that probably really like this and I'm glad for them because like I'm not like I don't, I don't mean that in a degrading way like I'm like I'm glad people are enjoying something but it's like like literally will the way in or what but it's just like I don't personally like it so I'm not gonna listen to it like it's not like yeah like I, or, I, like, or I even like seek it out for that matter to like try it again like that's one thing yeah. that you don't do that I always judge you about or you judge me about it's like a back and forth thing is that like I always, I always say I'll try anything twice because the first time I might have had a little bit of a judgment. So the, you know, with you, it's like if you don't like something, the next thing that comes, you just don't even care to give it a try until someone is like really hounding you about it. You're just like, oh, fuck it. If I didn't like the first, why the hell am I even going to check the next thing? It's like, no, you have to give everything a chance, all of it at all times. What's well, the thing? Like in the age we live in, like there is so much content. Oh, yeah. Whether it be like TV, movies, books like comics like whatever the fuck like there's always something for me like whatever that i like i something new to take on so yeah no generally as a general rule it's like if i didn't like something i might be like hey yeah totally i'm gonna watch that or read that or like listen to that again like i'm good like i did that and now i've moved on to other things like we're all set now like yes i have a couple times like when this this um this summer we watched american beauty when i first watched it oh my I, god like, yeah I was like, I can't remember how old I was, but I didn't like it at all. And then, like, uh, it was actually Cardinal um, who was, like, saying, it's like, oh, yeah, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it another shot. And then, like, when you wanted to watch it one day when we were at your house, I was like, hey, rock on. Because I'm slightly obsessed with Kevin Spacey. I used to be, too. That's what I'm saying. That's why it was astonishing I didn't like it, but I did not like it at all when I first watched it. But, like, when we watched it, I was just like, okay, this is, a fuck- this is fucking amazing. Like, it was just certain things like um i'm watching twin peaks again from the beginning and i posted the other day where i was just like it's the most i've ever enjoyed it because i even texted kevin uh cardinal and said that and i was just like i don't know if it's just like a matter of like kind of having time pass and kind of looking at it through a different prism or like it just it just hit me the right way at the right time like i don't know but like i'm really enjoying it now so i'm saying like it's not like i never like whatever it just like i mean as a general rule i'm like it's i'm always trying to kind of find new things so it's like the stuff that i don't either don't like or don't have any interest in i'm not gonna be like yeah totally i'm gonna keep listening to all of this just to make sure (laughs) none of it is good like you just gotta be thorough (laughs) thorough patrick Uh, before we jump on to another thing i just wanted to say another i just re rediscovered a band i was like i freaking loved when i was like 18 um if we ever do like a top five or top 10 like rock list or even a top 10 or top five rap list i might put this band on there rage against the machine is amazing if i'm ever feeling i don't okay i don't really like put my feelings into music so i can't really say it like that i'm not like well today's kind of a mundane day let me put on fucking oasis like i don't i don't i don't know that's the band that came to mind when i thought of like today's kind of shitty and i'm not doing anything i don't don't worry about that don't look into that but if i'm ever in like a slightly rebellious or a slightly like amped up mood rage against the machine goes right on they just get me so hyped so fast i love uh, uh what's his name damn why can't i think of the lead singer's zach? name zach zach delaroca zach delaroca oh my god just the way he because he i feel like so obviously like like i said i like metal music and like metallica and the older uh like megadeth and iron maiden and that kind of stuff like yeah it's kind of screaming but it's more so them like singing with this like growl like it's well no i just mean like it's, None of them it's scream well not scream but Screaming you're, you're yelling into until- the mic 
Well, that's every. I mean, really, if you're okay, projecting, okay, you're so, doing that. okay, yes, you're projecting, but they're like yelling and they're they're putting force because it's obviously aggressive music and stuff like that. And then obviously you have death metal and you have like all these hardcore rap groups. But with Zach De La Roca, I legitimately feel like he's just angry talking at me, like he's just scolding me for the world being kind of messed up. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean to do anything. And then I just get hyped up, like I can be better. And I like, <laughs> I don't know, I really. That's a band. I was watching a Watch Mojo list. They popped up i was like i want to listen to them again i put them on and i just forgot how fucking metal they are i love them no yeah i miss i miss the shit of them like even though i am kind of glad like cause there, there was that whole thing like a little while ago they were like teasing that they were getting back together and then it turned out to be just another fucking goddamn thing with everybody except for zach and then they put chuck d instead i'm just like yeah this chuck isn't d at y'all all word I'm... up like it, it is what it is like i mean I, I don't care about audio slave i don't care about this but like Ooh, I, I love audio slave i hate audio slave um eh. it's like hey you, you know how you can ruin one of my favorite bands <laughs> adding somebody from a band that i find really boring um, <laughs> wait you don't like public enemy no no no, no not, i said audio slave like i don't like sad oh, oh okay yeah 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 yeah. got it i thought chuck d and i was like what's going on got it no i love P is amazing uh that's what i'm saying like i don't mind prophets of rage i'm sure they'll be fine it's just like i don't it's like I, I don't know it's like if it was rage getting back together I'd be like okay like this is the time <laughs> because like yeah. the world and the part is I'm like we need our superheroes again like the justice league have to come out of retirement <laughs> like um i would love it oh man now i gotta listen to some music to amp me up to just be a rebel uh which that for me sorry i kept saying i wanted to move on but punk music doesn't do that for me and i know it's not supposed to punk just makes you feel whatever you want to feel but like growing up with uh like so for example my mom listens to 80s music like prince and all that kind of shit and she loves it and my dad listens to country music and like so growing up with like this hey you've got to be a good outstanding citizen don't let my dad legitimately wouldn't let me listen to nirvana because he thought kurt cobain was such a piece of shit and i'm as a kid i was like yeah you're right he was a druggie i hate that guy and then when i grew up and learn more about him and like what he represented and what he just wanted to get across in his music i was like okay he's just a chill guy who wants to make his own music screw you like that's cool but back then i always thought punk was like this ultimate like burn the building down anarchy flipping cars and then when it, that music doesn't instill that in me at all i'm like okay i'm just kind of listening to tunes i'm not getting that angry i mean i don't know for one, for one thing nirvana is a punk man i always think it's funny that like i don't really know when it became a thing that like grunge became a genre because it was just a bunch of bands that happened to be from the same area and had similar yeah, influences Se seattle but, music was just hey this is grunge now because we have to call but it, it really something. wasn't because because like nirvana was a punk band elton chains was a metal band um oh, pearl jam was essentially a arena rock band like there's like, like all these bands that were doing completely different things, but they're all lumped together, which I still think is insane. But like Nirvana to me was never if you if you ever listen to their music and get anything but punk rock from it, I don't understand you. Because I mean like never mind Mom and, and Dad went to a show. Drop me off with Grandpa Joe. I kicked his grave, said, please don't go. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. Why aren't you giving me the backbeat? You got to lay well, down heavy Because talk. Courtney Love is going to sue us now. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, please don't sue us. Courtney, please don't sue us. I don't know what to do to appease her, but I'll try. Um, heroin. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that's the whole thing. I don't like... think you killed Kurt. Are we cool? Oh, I know for a fact you killed Kurt. Well, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty, pretty strong, strong feelings. Um, but no. Um, one thing is like, 
the thing about punk, I mean, you there are bands that do that. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's like, it's like there, there was a, a brief time, because basically during the whole Bush presidency, where like a lot of bands that weren't really political bands basically became political bands, which is to speak about which kind is of what was going that on. very well might happen now. Yeah, it probably will. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, um, like no effects has never really been that politically oriented, but they, they wrote the war on errorism, which is one of the best records and definitely one of the best records of that era of kind of rocking against Bush. And like Pennywise released like a couple records like that. And like obviously created American Idiot. Like there was basically like, and I mean, it's definitely going to happen again, just by virtue of the fact that it has to. Um, but it's like, I don't know. It's like not everything is supposed to be like different. It's that thing that like, I don't think about punk is like, it's like, just like in the end, you just basically take whatever you want from it. Like if you take, if you, if it's just you and you're just like, Hey, I just want to like have a good time. Like, I mean, there's, there's bands you can listen to that like whatever, like, and if you kind of, want to think there are bands that have that for you like it's like it's a it's a very wide-reaching encompassing genre so it's like i always think it's funny when people just kind of like denigrate it because i'm just like there's it's just it's not what you think like it's like the reason i wanted to start a punk band for the longest time was because it was like the opportunity to do anything like i was just like i want to be like the clash like, i want to be able to do anything i want on any given time like if i want to do like something that's like hard and fast and loud i can but I've also, if i want some kenny g over this shit let's just get <laughs> some saxophone up in this but yeah i'm just saying like it's like it's it's the whole point is that you can kind of do whatever you want and also you can take whatever you want from it like i can listen to certain like certain things and just kind of chill out like whatever and not think about it and there's yeah, something like when I, when I want to <laughs> well no I'm just, i don't know about but like in general but like and honestly if, if i was gonna do that it'd be more of the smiths than oasis i fucking i hate the smiths so much, <laughs> i but... i can't stand oasis and i don't know who the smiths are but i'm assuming i wouldn't like them um it's i don't know it's basically like oh they're they're beloved um and people are always shocked that i love uh joy division and the cure and uh, Bauhaus as much as I do. And Did you know the like, Cure sampled this awesome 311 song? Is uh, it's like they cover? Oh, what is it? It's like love song or something like that. Great 311 song. You're just a cocksucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, like Smith smeared is boring as fuck. Like it's like the other bands definitely talk about emotions in very open and honest ways. Where it didn't feel like whining, where the Smiths, it always just, it just whiny as shit. Probably because the way Morrissey sings, but I just, I could never get into the Smiths. They just bore the shit out of me. Check sometime. I'll try anything twice. All right, so your turn. Uh, you just let me come all over you with some sweet talking knowledge about random music. So give me, give it to me. Pick one off the list. Anything you want. I already, I mean, okay, basically there's one thing that I'm going to talk about because it already dovetails in what you're already talking about, so it works. Um, you. Cause, I mean, you've only been to, like, a handful. Have you been to more than, like, two or three shows in your life? Ah, the concert thing. I knew this was coming. Yeah, I've been to... Okay, so I went, and it totally counts, because this was, like, the one of my favorite concerts ever, was I went to Neil McCoy with my parents, and he's, uh, he's a country artist, and I, I don't know, I really like him. My mom's obsessed with him. My mom loves Neil McCoy. And we went to one of his shows. I went... Um, the, the coolest thing I've ever been a like random occurrence of like hey you got some free shit from a random person was I got to go to the Mayhem tour in Saratoga and watch Corn. we got there late because I was working but um, I helped out Stratty Havartis which uh, the f- 
10 people that are listening to this don't know who that is, but he was the tour manager at the time for the Mayhem tour. Uh, and I helped him with his phone return. It took us like four hours, so he gave me two free tickets to the show. So I got I got there just at the end of Asking Alexandra, so I got to hear one song from them, which was pretty good. I don't really know the band that well, but it was good. Uh, and then I got to hear Korn, uh, their entire set, and then I got to hear Event Sevenfold, their entire set. And then I went and I got to go to Breaking Benjamin uh, Acoustic Set, which is an amazing band. You can shut your mouth. I see the smirk, and now the unsmirk. You just you turn it around because they're a good band. Uh, I got to see them real close. That was a ti- um, Northern Lights or what? What's it called now? The Upstate music. Upstate Concert Hall. Yeah, so that shit. Um, that's like you can only fit like 500 people in the thing, and you're all up against the stage. So that was cool. Uh, and I've been to one other one, but what am I missing? Anyways, not a lot. I don't know. That's the thing is like your whole thing is like you think that they're. I mean, like it depends because I understand. Like I mean, like um, there's so much shows I've been to. It's been like, a, like I mean, that's the reason like basically my entire like adolescence up to like young adulthood um consisted of like, going to hardcore shows um because to me like that was everything so it's like that's why i, mean, I get your thing like i do because like if you have it kind of if you have, like a different idea built up in your head and also because like, i do feel like the kind of shows you would go to i don't mean it's in, in, in like a imp- i'm not impugning it or whatever but like my whole thing is like yeah, like bigger shows. Obviously, they're you, it's, it's you're just you don't really have any relationship with the band anyway because it's just kind of like you're they're playing to like hundreds of people what you are one. Whereas mm. like the shows that I grew up going to and loving was where it's like maybe a few dozen people up to at most probably a hundred. Um, where it's basically like you and the band are essentially one, and that's why like. I see I think like okay it's like you um I get it it's that's why I don't get it in the case of like um like our friend Amanda and Kylie like with like fish and stuff where it's like oh my these... god they've been to so many why would you want to just smell really bad for like a week straight and listen to the same music played for th- oh we're gonna play this new song it lasts for an hour and a half you won't really know when it starts or ends but we're just gonna strum on this guitar forever it's like fuck fish no the grateful dead is not good fish isn't good i don't care what anyone says well no my only thing though the, the, the point i was trying to make before i'm really sorry to... if you like fish and the grateful dead i'm just very adamant about that um my point was is like it's i don't really know what connection you have and that kind of thing because it's just like it's again a situation where like you're one of thousands and i mean like well, i guess whatever but i mean it just i don't personally get it but like, i'm glad that they do feel a connection like that's the whole thing is like the reason i feel like you don't care as much is because the shows you've gone to are the ones where there really isn't one. Whereas like the show most recently I went to this fall, um, the choking victim reunion show where uh, Cardinal and I went, um, it was a bigger show. It was the biggest show they never played because it was a reunion show and people finally cared so they can like have a big place. But at the same time, it was like for most of the bands playing, it was like the whole room was kind of like, just kind of, factioned off whatever and then when choking victim started where everybody's there for choking victim like everybody came one harmonious thing and it's they were like the first time that i'd felt that where it was just like that whole show where it was just like okay good like now we're finally all kind of we're one well, that's the whole thing is like we're like band and audience one giant harmonious thing which makes for a great experience 
Whereas I don't feel like you had that as much at like a bigger show. Cause I've been to the bigger shows. I've been to Mayhem. I, and it's just like, it's like, you don't really get that because it just, it's just kind of like you're one of hundreds and the band doesn't really like usually, I mean, Christ, depending on the show, they can't even fucking see you in some cases. I mean, sometimes I still have a good time. Like, I mean, like went this summer when I did, uh, they did like a blink and uh day to remember, um, I had a really good time, but that was a because of how much I love uh, those bands, and also because I made friends with people around me. So like, I didn't have the same connection with Blink, even though I had, to, I, but I had a connection with the songs, and I had a connection with the people around me. So it still made it for a really cool experience. Yeah, I definitely get that because the the mayhem tour well so here it's okay so this all came up because i don't like live shows i honestly believe they're overrated i'm like if i can hear a really good quality over my headphones i'll take that over a really shitty quality while i'm cold standing in the rain i just don't get it but it's it's like the same argument i have for freaking vinyl i hate the revival of vinyl i know you've we'll get to that so just we'll get to it save it you have a much better than memory than i i'll lose this whole point so as far as the two types of shows, so I the corn show was my favorite. When I'm in a show, I don't dance. Not because I have like this, you know, tough guy, I don't like to dance. What are you talking about? It's just like I'm a very passionate person who gets minorly obsessed with a lot of things all the time. And when I'm listening to music, like at the corn show, the reason why I loved the corn show so much and I hated Avenge Sevenfold Live was because Avenge Sevenfold was all like uh, uh, what do you call it? Like effects, and they had this big screen. They're walking around. The guitar's doing cool things, but they don't look like they're into it at all. Whereas Corn, the only effects they had was the bassist's uh, amp had like these um, different changing lights that were two big circles that kind of changed colors as they went. And he just stood on top of that with his head leaned over doing his hardcore bassing thing. And uh, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? I don't want help. I got this. Uh, Corn's lead singer. No, oh, I, I was Davis. Jonathan Davis. I uh, know I got it in my headphones before I heard you. I'm taking that as a victory. Anyways, he's like, he's he's got the mic. He's constantly taking it off stand. He's dancing nonstop. Like he's never not enjoying what he's doing. But as a fan, I'm not dancing. I'm not like bumping into people. I'm not talking. I'm just like entranced on what's happening in front of me so in a live show if you want to play to just me like you're saying i'll take it but with all these people around doing this cool dancing and i'm the weirdo just like trying to understand what i'm listening to and all that i just it's not a good experience for me i don't fit in at live shows but to your point the breaking benjamin show was much more like emotional like it was much more connected to me and yeah i I enjoyed it more because i was literally like if I, if I dove, I could grab the stage. Like, I was that close to it, and there was only another few rows behind me. So even if I was as far back as possible, I'm still within probably 30 feet of the stage. I That was a lot better. But no, I would rather listen to a high-quality audio on really nice headphones on my couch enjoying it than spending a lot of money to waste my time waiting for shit, driving places, hearing fuzzy audio depending on where you are, overblown guitars, undertoned vocals. Like, it's a waste of my time. There's drunk people bouncing into me. Everyone smells really bad. and The parking's a a nightmare. No, I'm not doing it. Live shows are unnecessary, Patrick. Okay, first of all, it's not actually, as I said before, like, I think it's not, I don't agree. Um, but I mean, it does depend on the show. Like, I'm saying, like, there's some shows where, like, 
I mean, where I just don't. I mean, I, I, like, I think, for example, is like Marilyn Manson. Um, oh, yeah, I love. Yeah. I grew up in Marilyn Manson, but the thing was, like, when I saw him, like he clearly didn't give a shit and clearly didn't want to be there. So just like it's like if you're bored, you're boring. And I'm just like, well, this is a fucking waste of money. And then like Rob Zombie, who I had no interest in, came out and just fucking destroyed. Like, he was amazing. That's why like I ended up going to Mayhem, which basically purely to see um, Motionless and White and to see Rob Zombie because Rob Zombie had impressed me so much when I had seen him the first time. Isn't that the it, one that you guys all got the super cheap tickets on October Friday the thirteenth or something? Because that uh, was Slipknot. Slipknot. That was oh, show. that's right. Um, I love Slipknot. <laughs> I used to love Slipknot too. Um, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing is like. I don't know. It's like there's certain bands where it's like it's totally worth it. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a worthwhile experience. And there's other ones where it's just like if a band isn't good live, then it's not good live. Even like there's some bands I even like on record that I don't like live. And like there's some bands that I like live that I don't really like on record. Like that's, I mean, this is what it is. Um, I think it's funny when you mentioned Avenged. Um, I actually just mentioned the other day, uh, I think it was at the, the last mess practice where I was like, I was shooting. Um, like. Everybody, I remember when, when Avenged first came out, I remember very vividly because they were kind of in the punk hardcore scene and everybody thought they were kidding. Like everybody thought it was like, so it was, everybody thought it was kind of like ironic and like kind of tongue in cheek. So everybody, they were like everybody's like favorite band, like a hot minute. And then like they started to get bigger and they started to make like, like they made that the record with like Backcountry on it. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but like that was like, that's where everybody kind of realized they weren't kidding they were actually like they were they were just basically rock stars that were just kind of uncrowned rock stars when they were in our scene and like the second they got crowned they basically forgot all and i'm just like wow like fuck that band <laughs> which is why to this day like I, I just like i can listen to them if they're on but i never like i, I don't think i've ever by choice been like hey i am going to listen to an event sevenfold album not since the, the first two records um and then the vinyl thing i, I will say I am a convert because um, originally I, when I was a kid, like my dad would like put on records and I'd be like, this is bullshit. Like, why is, why this doesn't sound good. This sounds like shit. I can listen to a CD. It sounds so much better. And then like, it was a couple of years ago that like, um, somebody uh, put on vinyl. It was the first time I'd heard vinyl in like years. And somebody put on uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. And it was the first time I was like, holy shit, this actually does something a million times better than the million the other times. I've heard it on CD like dozens of times. So like I knew what, like what I heard to that to, to date what it sounded like. And then like I'd heard it on vinyl and I'm like, holy shit, like this sounds a million times better. And so like I ended up from that point kind of getting a kind of tunnel vision of getting a turntable. And that's thing that's funny, it's actually the way my original podcast, Give the Punkster, started was basically because um like Kevin Cardinal and I were kind of like we were like kind of friends but we were mostly just kind of we just kind of knew each other um and he had posted on Facebook about um that he had a turntable that he was trying to get rid of and I was just like oh dude I will totally take it off your hands so like that day um cause we both the, the one thing we had talked about before that was um cause we'd seen each other at shows and stuff like the Candy Ambulance shows and stuff and um we had kind of talked about comic books because uh, Caitlin thought we were, she was like, so you guys are basically the same person. And if you listen to our podcast, we are clearly not that at all, but like... <laughs> not even close. <laughs> we do have very similar kind of tastes and things um, in, a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, so basically we were talking about like uh, comic books and then, like the day that I was going to pick up the uh, turntable, 
he's like, I don't know what time I'm going to meet you because I was thinking about seeing Deadpool again. And I was like, oh, dude, I will totally go to Deadpool again if you want company. And he was like, yeah, totally. Just like, come get me, come get the turntable. We'll go to Deadpool and then we'll, like, I'll just drop him off at home and we'll be all set. I'm like, okay, that works for me. Um, so, that, and then, like, literally, it was on the ride. We, we drove to Saratoga from his house in Glens Falls. And on the way there was where we came up with the idea for the podcast. And the way back is where we kind of cemented it. So, like, if it wasn't for fucking vinyl, I wouldn't be doing this or I wouldn't have the other one. So it's Fair like, enough. In that if that's respect, a reason to like vinyl, I'll give it to you, but I still also, think it's obsolete. I'm saying it honestly isn't. Like, as I'm saying, like, if you like. It, it, it's it definitely like the, the, especially in the age we live in where like everything is kind of the loudness is being turned up on records which just sorts the fuck out of them um like so like cds and like mp3s a lot of times are like super they're way more distorted than they're supposed to be so like the vinyl version is usually less so um because by virtue of the fact that that's the way the medium works so like there's a lot of things that i've I have on MP3 um, or occasionally on CD that I then buy the vinyl. It's the first time I've ever heard it. So I'm just like, holy shit, like, this sounds like a million times better. It sounds like actual music versus just like sounds. So like that is why I become a convert. Like I still obviously listen to like, the thing I listen to most is my MP3 player. But like if I have the choice to like sit down and listen to a record, I would much rather sit down and listen to a record. Well, next time, or the first time you come and visit me, you'll bring your record player, we'll post upstairs, we'll listen to a record, and we'll record a podcast about how I was either super right or super wrong. We'll find out. It can only be one record, though. Dark Side of the Moon. Fair enough, fair enough. The only, it's the only album ever required to listen. If you haven't heard that on a record in your lifetime, you failed. And guess what? I'm failing right now. Save me, Pat. Save me, please. <laughs> Save us, Jericho. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's roll into the super hot new segment we got going on. All right. So, basically, the idea here is Patrick has arguably the worst superiority complex of any man I've ever met. If you name or go to a movie or watch a show or hear something and you name two people, he's always got to be the standout of the two. He's always got to be the cool one, the popular one, the whatever. Which is so. Over the many years we've gotten to know each other, we've gotten into many arguments about who was who in a fictional scenario. Wait, okay, wait. I would, I would like this to mention the one time we were like doing uh, like which Avengers was who, and I made you Hawkeye, and you were pissed off about it. And then later on, you were like, "Oh yeah, I love Hawkeye," and just like, so, hey, you know what? That was you. Okay, I'm not saying a lack of information doesn't askew my judgment sometimes, but as a whole, you always choose to be the cooler of the two, the 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 more interesting. So, um, an extreme example because I I accept my place here is you know you're in. Indiana Jones, I'm short round. But you take that across <laughs> every platform. You're like, no matter what the duo is, you're Batman, I'm Robin. Like, that's how it's been with our, which actually that one's probably true as well. But again, that's two very specific scenarios where they're very different characters with their own skill. But when it comes into more, so the one that will start with the one we started texting about. So we're going to do this every week. Um, we talked a little longer than I planned on it, but that's fine. Then we'll do probably like 10, 15 minutes here, 10, 15 minutes on our next thing, and then we'll we'll round it out. So we'll start with the most recent one we uh, came into it. 
Wayne and Garth, which I completely disagree that you're Wayne. You're definitely Garth, and I'm Wayne. No, clearly I Wayne. Like seriously, no. like. Oh my gosh, it's not even okay. So first off, so let me get. We'll do a quick like back and forth. So. When it comes to Wayne and Garth, obviously my humor is much closer to Mike Myers and Wayne Campbell's. Just is it saying. Though? Really? Is it, it totally is. Totally is. Second off, Garth, when it comes to, and I'm not calling you antisocial, but when it comes to like public scenarios and the two goofy guys who make jokes to each other, Wayne is obviously the more like uh, uh, charismatic, outgoing one. Where I'm not saying you aren't, you definitely are once you get to know you. At first, you're very, I don't want to say reserved. I guess intimidating is a better word, so maybe it's how people react to you, but that's not the point. The point is you are your own person in your own little section until you get to know you, just like Garth. I mean, realistically, if, like, I'm actually probably, like, one of, like, more than anyone in that movie, I'm probably, like, one of the side characters, like, um... Okay, yeah, neither of us are Wayne or Garth. Okay, so (laughs) let's get that out of the way. Neither of us are actually going to believe most of the time that we're one of these people. It's just for the sake of argument. Honestly, really, if we're breaking it down, the one I can think of most is I'm probably closest to Tia Carrere's character. (laughs) (laughs) Super hot with nice, nice big old boobies. Well, it's mostly just, like, her attitude of just being kind of, like, pissed off and sarcastic. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But in Wayne and Garth's scenario, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts I'm Wayne, you're Garth. Not calling you worse. Again, I'm not saying Garth is worse because everyone knows he's freaking hilarious and the drum scene in the first Wayne's World is one of the best scenes in that entire movie. But that's just my stance. I'm just saying it. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you wouldn't have your opinion. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, in a lot of ways, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it, like... The, okay, because basically the thing that I will say is like the thing that like uh, the the charisma that you know emanates from me uh, <laughs> is that like people tend have a tendency even though I'm intimidating people do gravitate towards me which is less true of Garth than it is of Wayne so clearly okay, yes. I am closer okay. to that direction <laughs> in that very <laughs> specific scenario I will give you a slight point. A slight point. I do think my mannerisms, my humor, just my way of portraying myself is closer to Wayne than yours is. Other than that one spot. Well, I'm also I got saying, long hair, like, dude. I can put on a baseball cap and slightly look like him. So suck it deep, <laughs> bruh. I wear well, yeah, jeans, okay. <laughs> I want to drive a gremlin one day, okay. That's me. Mike Myers did not have long hair, just for the record. <laughs> like, yeah, he had I normal know. hair. That's true, but it was better when it was longer. This isn't real. <laughs> this is a wig. Don't look at me too deep. It's okay. But no, I mean, and the thing is, like, it's something that I actually, it's not really not that I'm like, I'm not even like awkward anyway. It's usually like I don't, it's basically like my kind of stance on oh. people, which is, I know it sounds shitty and I both don't care that much, <laughs> is like, I basically hate everybody unless you give me a reason not to. Like, okay. so basically, like, most people, like, I just kind of assume that I'm going to want nothing to do with until, like, hey, no. I'm given reason to. The, the very first time we had an actual conversation was on the week before Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, when I came back to work the back register at Healthy Living, and you're just like, I asked for you because you don't irritate me. And I was just like, <laughs> cool. And then I harassed you and eventually we became the best of friends. So that one worked exactly. out. So we, let's, let's, let's uh, do a thing where we either, at the end of every one of those, we either agree or leave it up for debate at a later date. Wayne and Garth, I'm Wayne, you're Garth. Agree or leave it for debate? 
Oh, that's definitely a disagree, and you can debate it to the end of time, because I'm definitely not Garth. <laughs> Alright, you sons of bitch. I'm not, Garth's not a bad guy to be. I like Garth. I'm not saying anything against Garth. And I think Dana Carvey is a really great fucking comedic actor. I'm just saying, of the two of them, I'm clearly waiting. You're clearly Garth. But whatever. Oh, my God. All right, fine. We'll leave that one up for either a later episode or eventually if we get any followers, they can answer them. Uh, uh, so I'll give you the uh, – we'll do three of these. I'll give you the option for number two. Would you rather it be um, TV show, movie, or cartoon slash comic? Uh, movie, I guess. Movie. All right. So this is a this is actually a decent one, and I have an idea of where you might land. But I'm gonna ask who you think is Kirk and Spock. Wait, because, the two of us? Huh? Yeah, the yeah. Me, I'm one of us is Kirk. One of us is Spock. Honestly, I'm probably Spock. <laughs> yeah. See, I was worried because I I'm not gonna say you're not like Kirk, but I'm so not spock that i can't think yeah, the exactly. argument can even be tr- kind of made that it's like well i guess you could be like that's not me the only way that that kind of is me is that my general apathy for anything that most people care about um like I, I, I that's about it and that's even like a minor part of spock that there's actual justification to him being like that whereas with me it's not but other than that i can't really you're way more like book smart you have way more like stuff crammed up in your head and and like factoids and knowledge than i do so i can't even begin to act like i'm spock was well, i do relate to kirk a lot but like from when i was a little kid like i was just like it's like the, it's like the story that I heard about this the the, the autistic kid who uh, saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and was like saw Drax and was just like oh my god like he's like me because he was like he was so like literal and everything. It was like the whole thing of like when I was a kid in Spock they were just like it's like even Kevin has mentioned before Kevin Cardinal where he was like it's like you're definitely way better at making like decisions without emotion than I am because I'm like to me I just kind of break everything down to logic like there's sometimes I lose my shit and I'm obviously pure emotion but like <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but like generally like my brain like my natural setting of my brain is just logic like even if it like even if it fucks me over i'm usually just like nope that makes logical sense fuck it let's go with it <laughs> man all right that's for that one was kind of easy but i wanted to throw it out there anyways um just to see if you really fought for kirk and you didn't i'm proud of you good so so that one ends i'm kirk you're spock that was a good one and they're both wins because everyone knows spock is the actual main character of all of star trek ever he's the most noticeable guy uh as far as that universe is concerned i love um, both oh phenomenal oh my god there's so many more i don't want to stop but we will do one last one hit me again movie tv show or cartoon animated comic whatever uh i guess tv show tv show okay i'm gonna save that one for later so again this no that one's too easy that's not fair but uh jd and turk (laughs) from scrubs okay i literally watched like three episodes of scrubs in my life (laughs) so i get the upper hand on this one because i never seen star trek fair enough um i Uh, guess i'm i don't know honestly i guess i am because you're more like gregarious I've only seen oh, the show three times. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I just really wanted you to say you're my chocolate bear, and you didn't say it. I just want you to come on, man. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they call each other chocolate bear and vanilla bear. They are just the two closest of friends ever. JD is the sometimes dim-witted when it comes to normal life, incredible genius when it comes to medical 
goofy character who's always making jokes and turk is obviously the friend who kind of tries to level him out but is also has his own quirks and i can't really make an argument for either for you honestly like i mean you could be either i don't feel like i'm turk at all i'm not like super tough and into sports and manly and like that's the whole po- joke is like surgery you are is into the sports. Men- <laughs> oh okay yes i i can't play them <laughs> and i get so i guess that's what i meant uh that's the whole joke in the show is like the surgery is the like tough guys and the jocks and the medical is the nerds and the geeks so i'm definitely closer to a geek than a jock at least when it comes to what i look like and how my body is yeah no you're the same i'm not denying that you're definitely despite your physical stature you're definitely not a jock at all um damn i don't i mean i'll concede to be either i want to say i'm jd though but I'll, i'll concede to either and and if you haven't watched the show much you can't really yeah no i mean I, i'm going by like the three or four episodes i've ever seen and i was like are the two of us like because the more outlandish character is turk from what i gleaned so i was like you'd probably be more of that character and like the more reserved one would be more me and like i, I was like i don't know it well enough to really fucking have an opinion so. and, and the only point i'll make towards you being jd and it's not an insult but he's definitely the less emotionally stable one so I'll give you kind of a loose cannon, all right? No <laughs> shit, I'm well aware of that. You're not like I'm going to argue that point. <laughs> all right, that was a good one. All right, what do you have a name for that? What are we going to call that bit, that that section, that that hoopla? We'll figure it out later. Like we don't have to wait. Ah, we still haven't figured out the next one. It. All right, so we'll call that one "Who's Who" for now. So that rounds that one up. We got three down. We'll save the rest for later. I've got like two dozen here. So we, we got a couple episodes worth and there's going to be some episodes where you don't miss any. All right. Who would win in a fight? Oh, I, this is too big of a list and I'm so excited about most of it that I would just, I would honestly do an entire podcast just reading these, but then I'd run out of shit to ask. All right. Um, I did. A, so I did use the internet for a lot of help on some of these just cause I was like, ah, I'll grab a list of superheroes or I'll, I'll create a movie who would win a fight. There's lots of Reddit forums that go on forever. So let's start somewhere kind of hot. Who would win in a fight? Spawn versus Ghost Rider. I mean, uh, like, which Ghost Rider? <laughs> okay, so uh, that's tricky about a lot of these. So you have to take your... How about this? So you can you can reference any specific story to take a piece, but I want your ideal of... If, you, if someone asked you to describe Ghost Rider, that's who's in this fight. If someone asked you to describe Spawn, that's who's in this fight. I mean, like, in fairness, I feel like you'd have to go with Spawn anyway by virtue of the fact that he has, even though the, I think they kind of phase it out. I don't. I haven't read the book in a really long time. Like, when it started, um, he had, like, that whole thing where basically he had, like, this huge amount of power, but it was finite. So as soon as he used it up, he would go back to hell to basically be, like, the leader of Mal Bolger's army. So theoretically, if he used all of his power against anybody he would be he would just destroy everything he, he probably could like unmake existence essentially if he couldn't he changed his physical form with that power and it only ate up like a little bit of it so in the end like i feel like if he used all of it or at least even like most of it i feel like he would probably win regardless of what it was like my if i was going to describe ghost rider i'd probably talk about johnny blaze but i mean don't i think both basically I, just have hell's power in them like what well, I mean, it's the same. Like, um, Mel Bulger basically gave Spawn essentially like they didn't they, they didn't really describe the parameters of the power. Like, there, there's no really, like the, the only limit they ever kind of described that I, I can recall 
was just the uh, amount that he could use before getting sent back to hell. Um, but like he used a lot of big things. So I'm presuming it was probably pretty, not like limitless, but like definitely the limits were definitely far out there, I presume. Whereas um, Ghost Rider, if you break it down, like really, I mean, it's mostly just like he has the penance there. He has like his whole like, the fiery vehicles and like stuff like that like with i mean yeah like so it's like i mean it's in the end it's way less than i feel like they've implied that spawn could do plus also spawn before he was before he had the power was like the best black ops agent in the world so like i mean i definitely feel like it probably spawn Right. Spawn wins this round. That's legit. I didn't. That's like my understanding was basically just, hey, if you took hell and turned it into two people, this is who it'd be. So I didn't have a full understanding of of Ghost Rider really. And everyone knows the 1990 Spawn movie is like, or 1990s Spawn movie is like one of the greatest things ever. Listen, Ew. we talked about this before. It's prime John Leguizamo. Okay, if he's in a movie, I'm sold. He's literally one of the only parts of it that works. Like, he's it's funny. like nothing. Like I saw it when I was a kid. When I was a kid. I loved it. Because also, A, I was a target audience, and B, like, Spawn was my favorite comic when I at that age. So it was like, when I first saw it, I was like, this is amazing. And then I watched it as an adult, I'm like, this is fucking awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I will say, I mean, like, it was almost good in it, but at the same time, it just, like, it just the whole rest of the movie lets him down, so. All right, I'm going to give you three tiers to pick from. Uh, large, like, just... It's a really rudimentary way of saying it. Large power superhero, low level superhero, or take it away from comics. I don't care, dude. Um, whichever, whichever, whichever you want to. No, it's not how this works. Throw one at me. Pick one. Fine. Street level superhero. Street level. All right. Who would win in a fight? Nightwing versus Moon Knight. Um, I mean, I feel like Moon Knight, just by virtue of the fact that like. Since Mark Spector has shown that he has no problem like cutting his arch enemy's fucking face off and shit like that. <laughs> well, yeah, he's <laughs> so that one I that one I took off the internet and it it, it did give you a winner, but I'm not going to say who yet. Um, it was like it was like a more well Batman approach, a more like justice orientated approach, very versus a just brutal. I'm going to take you down no matter what approach. But the skill set it said was very similar. So well, no, I mean, I definitely think that like Robin is, or I'm sorry, uh, Nightwing is definitely probably a more skilled. I mean, correct, he was trained by Batman, and even before that, he was a fucking acrobat. So like, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a skilled, super skilled fighter, but like, he doesn't have the killer instinct that Mark Spector has. So like, that's the thing. Like, the reason I think Moon Knight would win is because Moon Knight would do anything to win, whereas obviously Dick Grayson is not going to do that. No, he's got a moral compass Ish Alright, uh, last one And then that will wrap up the who would win Uh, man, woman, robot Which one? <laughs> robot Alright, super easy uh, well, It's not super easy for me, but maybe for you Robocop versus Terminator That actually was a comic book <laughs> Um Really? Yeah, oh, uh, I want to read it- that comic book I have it if you want to borrow it at some point. Um, it's, yeah, Frank Miller wrote it, and uh, Walt Simonson drew it. Um, they made a video game out of it back in the day. I remember playing on, like, Sega Genesis. Um, oh, I love that. I actually, I'm actually really proud of myself. I came up with that one on my own, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. I mean, that's the thing, though. Is, like, the only thing that's, like, is that, like, 
like the thing in the comic where basically it's like you have one Robocop versus like fucking hordes of Terminators. You know what that does to me? Sorry, wait, sorry to take it off topic. You know what that, you know what that means, kids? Even an original thought doesn't make it actually original. I was so jazzed up when I thought of that and when I and when I said man, woman, robot, I was like, he's gonna say robot, I'm gonna... Like, I was so ready to have this hot idea like 30 years ago or 20 years ago. No, already there. Don't, just, don't worry about it. It's already <laughs> happened. Don't even try to put it out. You'll get sued. It's already there. What well, fairness, the I mean... The 90s Dark Horse was basically all like this big franchise versus this big franchise. Like that's where Alien vs. Predator started, Robocop vs. Terminator, um, Judge Dredd was involved. Like they had like I love Judge Dredd, Superman and Batman versus Alien and Predator. Like there was all this like fucking like versus shit the Dark Horse did in the 90s. So, so like, what you're telling point... me is Dark Horse in the 90s is what I live for. Is basically Dark Horse in the 90s is awesome. Like, a lot of it I actually have bought, and like, which has been a bitch because a lot of it's out of print, so it's a matter of like tracking it down is a bitch. But like, I rebought a lot of that shit because it was like, from my childhood and I love it. Um, but yes, to answer your question, like, that's the thing is like, in the end, like, if you're just like 1T100 versus Robocop. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger versus, I don't remember the actor's name. So like, T100 versus, okay, versus Robocop. Um,. I mean, I feel like I mean Terminator's literal Terminator's little jo- literal job is to basically make sure that their target is destroyed at all costs. However, they did fail a lot, like <laughs> a couple of times. There's, I mean, an old one even beat a new one. So I'm just saying. That was my thing. This is going really far off topic, but I, I think I've told this to you in real life too. Like the thing that drives me nuts with the Terminator franchise is like and I love it it's one of my favorite franchises ever I own literally every Terminator movie but I think drives me insane is like where they're like the first one they literally established they're like Kyle Reese got sent back or I'm sorry the Terminator got sent back to kill John Connor or to kill Sarah Connor before John Connor could be born and so right before or right after they sent him they sent the Terminator they sent Kyle Reese to protect Sarah Connor and then they destroyed the machine and I was just like, that's why they couldn't send anybody else back. And so it's like, it's like, okay, whatever. And then like they, they both end up dying at the end and Sarah Connor gives birth to John Connor and all that stuff. Um, and the second movie, they're like, it's like, it's like, well, before they destroyed the machine, they also sent back this slightly more uh, advanced Terminator and like a reprogrammed version of the first Terminator they sent back. I'm like, okay. I mean, I will give it to you because Kyle <laughs> Reese had to father John Connor but at the same time, why wouldn't they have said that the more advanced one? All right, whatever, fine. And then, like, by the time you feel like T3, it's just like, it's like, okay, so they sent back the super fucking, like, advanced one. And then they also sent back an like, obsolete version. I'm like, was there a conveyor belt of Terminators and going back <laughs> in the past? Like, cause then, send like, the first one. Like, okay, now send the upgrade. Now send the iPhone 7. Like, just keep them moving. It doesn't matter. Like, how could they upgrade if it was all happening in the course of, like, seconds? But whatever. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I mean, I in guess the end, I never thought about that. If you, if you, if you're asking me like right now, I, mean, I do feel like Terminator would probably win, but I do feel like Robocop would definitely do it some serious, probably fatal damage. So, so I mean, is there anything? Because I know Robocop has some shit in his body, like the gun and whatnot. Doesn't he have like compartments where he has shit come out and whatnot? Yeah, like he had, because I mean, basically he lost, um, like lots of. Like, I'm not going with the remake because fuck the remake. 
Um, yeah. Original movie, yeah, he, he lost, like, big parts of himself, and then other parts of it they just got rid of just for the sake of their design. So, like, his, I think it's his right leg, um, it's completely uh, cybernetic. So, yeah, so he has, like, a holster inside of it. So when he needs his gun, it just comes out of his leg. Um, but, yeah. But so virtually, it's, mo- it's not like he has, like, a rocket launcher in his chest. It's basically just robot versus robot. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I myself, because I don't weigh in on these much because I don't have much information, but the only reason I might go RoboCop over Terminator is because I feel like even though the Terminator's coded to do that one specific task, RoboCop obviously has his human aspect of him that he could use to his advantage. That's my only guess is that he could be slightly more ingenuitive about it and find a way to win. That's all I can think of. Otherwise, yeah, probably Terminator. Everybody loves Arnold. If various Terminators beat other Terminators with their, like, cybernetic brains, so there's, like, like if fucking every goddamn Terminator movie breaks down to, like, fucking, like, a Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, winning again. No, 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 sorry. Oh, well, yeah. You know much. what? Isn't that kind of, you know, isn't that kind of fucked up? It's like, hey, first movie, Arnold, you just failed. Sorry, man. But the next three, you get to beat all the advanced stuff. Like, even though you failed at the easiest task, you just keep Build, oh, sorry, the next two. You just yeah. keep destroying the stuff that's better than you. That makes no sense. I don't agree with you. <laughs> oh, Terminator, get your shit together. Who I made those the movies? James Cameron? The first two were James Cameron. After that, no. The third one was oh, John Mostow. Fourth one was McGee. Um, fifth one was Alan Taylor. Not to take it off even farther, but I'm going to. Uh, James Cameron also made the second Alien movie? Yep, the Aliens, my very... Oh. Yeah, I knew Ridley Scott made the first one, and I was on the Watch Mobile's thing. They're like, and James Cameron did the impossible and made the sequel better, which we only have happened a few times. And I was just like, he made that movie? I only ever think of him as Titanic and Avatar. That's it. And Terminator 2. I knew he made... I didn't know he made the first one. Yeah. I don't... It's just weird to think about, homie. And his very first movie ever they talk about in a list there is like this super low budget. It's like this disgusting body. Piranha 2. Piranha 2, the spawning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what what are you doing, James? Obviously, that's before anything, so you can't fault him that much, but... Either way, all right. The only movie of his I think I don't own is that one. Well, you got to get a hold of it and just put it and then put them all in a set together and frame it on the wall. Okay, well, that'd be silly, but I'm just saying get them all. But yeah, all right, let's wrap it up. That was pretty successful. We got got two two hot segments at the end of every show now, and that's what I live for is having more things to switch it up and add some variation. But otherwise, anything else to say? Any, any hot news? Anything fresh off the press? Um, I will say, just to kind of bring it back to the beginning, like – that match, the Kenny Omega Okada match, are definitely worth watching. But the entire uh, Wrestle Kingdom show, I actually had said to Justin when we were watching it, was because if you watch the whole show, I think it, it's like somewhere like in the neighborhood, like five hours total, which was almost as long as I actually, it actually might have been exactly as long as WrestleMania was this year. But you didn't feel it. Whereas WrestleMania, I fucking felt it. Like this, like Wrestle Kingdom, Justin and I watched it, and like literally, it's. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's a perfect show, but like, definitely the like the last four, like the like the main events, they all like delivered, and all the undercard matches like delivered. Like that was a good fucking show. Like it's like if you are kind of, I mean, like, I would say like if you if you're interested and you don't watch New Japan, you are missing out. Yeah, and I the only other thing I gotta say is definitely check out that new J Cole album. Definitely listen to the new Weekend album, and the new Frank Ocean album was all right. That's about Fair. it. And don't yeah. even waste your time with the new Childish album. Actually, I take that back. Uh, 
Redbone is like just a phenomenal song. It's so good. But other than that, whatever. I hope you enjoyed it. It wasn't for me. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in to another episode. We really enjoyed doing this. Everybody enjoys hearing good conversation. And while I wouldn't call our conversations good, maybe maybe they're all right. Maybe you enjoyed them. But as always, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening in. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.